Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of our Tea to Green podcast. I'm Brian Colziel, along with our resident PGA pro, Jeff Metis. Happy New Year, Jeff. Happy New Year to you. It's uh, great to be at the Dome, uh, getting a little golf fever, working on our games this morning, and uh, getting ready for the PGA Tour season about to start. That's right. Yeah, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Thanks for clicking on us here today. Yeah, we're at the Dome. We're having fun. We're getting already in the golf mood, and I'm sure many of you that maybe have clicked on this will be watching the first PGA Tour event of the season. I guess officially. Officially, we know the points have started already, but for most of the golfers and the bigger names, the uh, calendar year starts this week with the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, the two-week event that goes on. They've got uh, this one this week, and then the Sony Open next week, and then they'll come and do the California Swing, and we're off and running. It's a new calendar year this year, and the biggest change is the fact that the one of the majors has moved from August to May, and Jeff, you being a PGA pro, we know the PGA Championship's close to your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll obviously have a, a big change, I'm sure, when uh, that tournament comes around in, Mar- in, uh, in May this year at Bethpage Black. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, and it's a good test because it will be in the spring, and that was the concern of the courses in the Northeast with the PGA Championship moving to May. Uh, Bethpage is a little bit a little bit covered from that weather being out on the island there, but uh, Oak Hill and courses like that may not be as uh, appropriate. We're going to find out because we're hosting the Senior PGA Championship at Oak Hill this spring also. But um, I do think it's better. It will help on those Olympic years, and you don't want to compete against the football season. You want to have it wrapped up as soon as possible. I've been aware of this for a while. I know the PGA is very, very excited about the change, and I think the players are too. Yeah. I know you and I, I mean, we, as many golfers are, we're big football fans. We live in Buffalo. Like, we watch the Bills. Those tournament weeks of the last, the third and the fourth weeks of the playoffs were always against the opening weeks of the NFL season. I get it, trying to move away. Look at it. I mean, sports decisions are made by television ratings now mm-hmm. and money coming in. Um, so I understand it. I hope it works out great. As you said, uh, Oak Hill will have the senior PGA, which will be fun. I know that we're planning on having our show out there uh, when it comes in in May. And for people that are looking to kind of set themselves up maybe to get tickets or you're looking for a gift for somebody. I mean, if you know you have a golfer in your life, that's a good thing to uh, to set up. And, uh, you know, you can, of course, go to the PGA website and you can find out ticket information there. But it's at Oak Hill. It's worth going, Jeff, I think, for those that have never even just been to Oak Hill. Walk the grounds, see the guys on the range, see all the fancy plaques up by the clubhouse, you know, go and see the shot where or the hole where Sean McKeel hit that famous shot in 03. Uh, even if you're not necessarily sitting there saying, well, I don't know if the senior golfers excite me as much as the regular PGA Tour players, it's worth going just to go see the course and walk around, and you'll see some great golf anyway. And some of the big names that were, of course, stars of the PGA Tour from a few years ago, they're still playing great golf. And it's literally one, literally, I hate that phrase, but it is one of the best golf courses in the world. It's the only facility to have hosted all the men's majors, the Ryder Cup, everything. Um, And like you said, there's so much history there. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. We're hosting, the Western PGA is hosting a really cool pro-am so you can actually play the course the week before. And, you know, and there's a lot of opportunities there. Also, the crowds are a little bit smaller, so you can get a little bit closer to the players in an event like that. That's exciting. But it is exciting to, for the PGA Tour to be back at Beth Page for the PGA Championship, too. And, and that change, I think, is only going to help golf. Everybody's excited about golf. You know, now we have a month, every Every month in the spring, with March we have the players, right? Mm-hmm. April's the Masters, May's the PGA, June's the US Open. US Open, and July's the British. So it's it's great for golf, and it'll spread everything out nicely. Super excited to get the season rolling. Yeah, that's right. So the two week two weeks coming up here in Hawaii, uh, this week's tournament, as we said, it's the Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, it is the 
guys that all won a PGA Tour event that are invited to this one. And one of those guys was Tiger Woods. Of course, he won the Tour Championship. But he's one of three big names that is not going. Mickelson's not going. I believe McElroy's the other one not going as well um, amongst the groups, the guys that have won this year. But for the majority of the winners, they're all out there. Dustin Johnson's the defending champion. To me, this tournament, I always picture that 18th hole, that huge sweeping dogleg left where guy it's like 600 yards but the guys hit their drives like 400 because of just the slope of the thing and everything and uh, these Hawaii tournaments are really fun to watch kind of get you in the golf groove here so far and we know there's a reason why Dustin Johnson's won this event quite a bit too yeah and it's cool for Kevin Sylvester our, our partner he's right. out there uh, going to be covering both these events out in Hawaii so I'm sure he'll have a bunch of stories for us when he comes back and there are some amazing vistas and it is primetime golf because they're out in That's out right. in Hawaii and I'm like you. The season, you know, I understand the season starts in the fall for the PGA Tour. Technically, it's a wraparound. But for me, this is when the year really begins to get going. And this is when you you start to feel, you know, I'm thinking it's 90 days and we'll be playing golf here. You know, we could be playing by March 1st. So uh, I start to get excited. And this is the time of year I start to get working at my game and see what I can do indoors that's going to make me a better golfer this year. Let's just talk about a few storylines that kind of headline the year. We know Tiger is not playing. Well, I'm sure we'll, you know, be talking about him all year. Um, but how about just some of the bigger names? Now, Brooks Kepka came off a phenomenal year, you know, in which he ends up finishing at one point number one in the world. He and Rose kind of flipped back and forth uh, as the end of the year went on. But what a year for him. He wins his second consecutive U.S. Open. He wins the PGA Championship, outlasting Tiger. I mean, to win the Open in back-to-back years and then to win another major in the same year, I mean, and... He was one of the few players that actually played well at the Ryder Cup, too, for the U.S. So, I mean, it was a pretty incredible year for Brooks Kepka. What do you think about him going into 2019? Well, I have a man crush on Brooks Kepka. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The guy's a beast. Um, I don't think he's going to be a flash in the pan. There's too much good stuff going on there. He seems like he's put together properly mentally to play the game very well. And uh, and he's got to be loaded with confidence. You've got to feel like you're one of the best players in the world walking on that tee if you play your game. If you play your best, you're going to win. That's got to be a great feeling. Uh, I think he's going to be great to watch. I think he's going to be a factor in all the majors and the masters. He can play the long courses, but he also in the U.S. Open where it's tight and you got to hit fairways and it's very penal to get off the fairway, he's done very well there obviously too. On the other hand, you look at a Jordan Spieth, and you know, last year was a down year for him. He's got some... Some things going on. I, I, I'm wondering if he's going to be back to form this year. It sure is fun. He always does well at the Masters, but will he be back to form and be one of the competitors as we go through this year? This is the time of the year where these guys are making those changes. They're changing equipment. They're, they're looking back at last year's season. What can I do better? Looking at the data, looking at the numbers, and trying to work on those weaknesses. Brooks Kepka, where's his weakness? I, I, I don't find too many. Jordan's His only weakness is that you're outlifting him in the gym right now. Yeah, He's got to work on that. I'm a little better on the squat rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Spieth's year, a lot of it people put on his putting. I'm sure Spieth would tell you there was more than just that going on, but it is a mental thing with him. I mean, when he made the run at the British and won two years ago, I mean, he was making everything. And when he's on his game, it's that medium to medium long length putt that he has just been was so good on, kind of like how Tiger was too, those... Mm-hmm. Those 20 to 30 footers where you stand over that, yeah, the percentages are more so on your side that you'd miss than you make, but Tiger would make so many of those, and Spieth made so many of those when he was playing his best golf. And even his short putts tend to, it weren't as solid last year. You yeah. notice them missing a lot of four, five, six footers, and you always look at the stats at the end of a tour event, and who won the event? They were 10 for 10. Inside, you know, inside of 10 feet, they're almost perfect all the time. A shot or two there, here or there, is what makes a difference for a tour player. I'm sure, you know, Jordan's a tremendously gifted and talented athlete. 
you know, it's a lot of it's just that last shot here and there. And there's a very good chance he'll find it again. He's so much fun to watch. I hope he gets back on his game because having that young player, him, Kepka, all the all the storylines that are going on into this season make golf very exciting. Looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk about Tiger for a second. Of course, what an incredible comeback he's. Last December, at this point, he's in the 1100th ranks in the world. He That's moves right. all the way up to 13th, wins the Tour Championship. Uh, what is your outlook on this season? It's already started with he's going to try to, as he says, maybe play a little less because of the calendar of how much he played. Now, the calendar shift that we mentioned here to start this podcast should help that out. He won't have to play so many playoff weeks in a row and he won't have to play so many at the end of the year. Uh, what do you think just about what his year is going to bring? Well, I think he's, another word for him again, the word again is confidence. He's, uh, I think he's feeling like he's back on top of his game. He's learning to play inside his 42, 43-year-old body. Um, and he's, he's still going to bring a, a lot to the game. He's going to be very exciting. I believe he's just going to be focusing around the majors and the events he likes to play. He doesn't need to play every week. You know, he doesn't need to play every week to be competitive or get, you know, work on his game or get in the top 125 any of those reasons so he'll try to keep himself fresh and space it out I'm sure he's already got a plan for this year I see nothing but good stuff I think he's going to be in the top five at the end of the year um I he's he's just hard to hard to ever write him off I mean I took years to write him off and then I finally write him off and then he comes back and wins again so uh, you never know still the best player I've ever seen yeah the amazing when you start to think about you know some of the names that I want to talk about with you here we can't get to them all but I mean I'm thinking does Justin Thomas continue to progress I just love his attitude on the golf course I feel like he's primed to have another great year think about even just some of the names that maybe didn't play at their best we mentioned Spieth already but Jason Day Bubba Watson got hot then he cooled back down uh you know Dustin Johnson we know he at any point can just dominate the tour when he wants to Francisco Molinari is coming to play here full time next year he's on Uh, the tour what's Rory McIlroy going to do yeah Yeah. I mean when Rory McIlroy gets it going who's better than Rory McIlroy when he's firing on all cylinders I can't think of anybody all of them are like that Rose who's ranked number one (laughs) in the world you know there's so many when they get firing these guys there's so many players that are so good now golf's in such a great spot um that's why like I said super excited to get the year going super excited watch them in Hawaii you know they're trying to they're trying to get their games in shape and get going I guarantee these guys are already pointing to the Masters you know they're already thinking about the Masters so and guy we didn't mention, Ricky Fowler. I'm oh. sure the pressure will continue to build on him. When is he going to get his major? He continues to always contend, but find ways not to win on the weekends. And he's a very a charismatic player, very likable player. Guys on the tour love to have, would love to think if they're not going to win a major, they would want him to win a major. And I think that'd be great for golf if he could get one. You know, he does, there's so much he does that people don't even know about off the course, visiting hospitals, helping out with kids, helping the PGA with our uh, PGA Junior League, all kinds of, he really is, seems like a genuinely nice guy, and I'll be rooting for him. There's so many guys I want to root for, though. You know, I'm rooting for Tiger. I'm rooting for Dustin Johnson. I'm rooting for Ricky. I like watching Francisco. Everybody out there, uh, there's so many stories that you can root for a lot of these guys. I may not be rooting for Bubba, but I'll root yeah. for a lot of other guys. John Rahm's a guy that can play well. I mean, he Jeez. he's hot and cold. Uh, how about Bryson DeChambeau, what he did in the second half of the year? I you mean, know, he's a guy, Mr. Scientific. We know in Buffalo the word analytics gets thrown mm-hmm. around quite a bit from the sports field. He's a guy that is all in, and he loves to study the game. He's truly a scientist of golf. I, I considered him an outlier, and, you know, I, I was skeptical when I watched how he played, and, you know, I, I I kind of, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but the more I watch him play, what he does makes sense. There is a there is a method to his madness, you know. One staying on one plane, single length clubs, all the stuff he does, but he's playing well, and yeah. that's that's the difference. So if it works for you and it's working for him, 
ah, you're going to see kids copying that and, and people mimicking what the way he plays. And I don't necessarily think it's bad. Well, I, I used to think so. I used to think same thing we were talking about earlier, where you see these uh, good players up on their toes at impact. You'd never teach that. Now all the bombers are doing it. So there's you know two swings. There's a driver swing and an iron swing. Well, and then there's now there's a DeChambeau swing, That's I would right. say. So um, I, I think he's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, like, ooh, man, there's I could name... 10 more guys that I think are going to be... A young guy that I thought I really liked last year, especially in that British Open event, is Xander Shoffley, a Mm -hmm. guy that's coming off of a really good rookie year. I... Look for him. Maybe he'll take. He'll be the guy that takes the next big jump. And there's always somebody. Yeah. There's always somebody's going to come off the uh, the mini tour. Some one of the new guys, yeah. some guy from Europe who's a great player comes That's over right. here and, and and you just catch fire and you never know. Uh, there's so much talent out there. The season's getting fired up. It's super exciting to think. Wow. You know. And every week you watch, there's going to be some storyline for someone you want to root for. That's doing something you know all those different things that's what makes it exciting and now i like that it's going to be wrapped up in august you know because that's it just seems more natural for golf let's finish with a big part of the 2019 golf season which affects people that are listening to this right now and that's the new rule changes so i know people may not in western new york be playing golf instantly here within the next month or so but it is going to be coming Uh, what rule changes should we be watching for that might be affecting the pros here right away and then even just for the amateur guys is there anything they could be working on that might at all be affecting by the new rules here starting up here in 2019 you know the pga tour is going to be less affected by it because like the new out of bounds rule and some of the rules are actually local rules they have to be implemented at your club um, how they'll take a drop in some of the area, you know, how they'll take a drop from a bunker and, and there's this cone that they can drop in. There are some rules. You'll see drops will look different. Um, the big one is the pace of play for looking for the golf ball. Instead of five minutes, it's down to three minutes. That will affect these tour players. You know, you see a lot of times at the U.S. Open or some of these other events where they hit it in a little tough area and everybody's looking. Well, now they got two less minutes to look for it. Uh, and that will make a difference for some of the tour players. The other rules, I think what you want to do is go on USGA's website and click. They have these little rules videos, and they'll, they'll concisely put it and give you the information so how the rules will change. Please understand that a lot of them are local rules, so they have to be implemented by your club if you're in tournament play to use them. But they do make a lot of sense. Um, you know, They didn't do anything about divots in the fairway. Everybody complains about that, but I understand it. But you know they're going to get rid of basically the yellow hazards. They're going pretty much away. You're going to go more to red hazards. Everything will be marked red for the most part. Yep. And if you're playing around by yourself, which I tend to do sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about wasting time taking the pin out. If you like it in or don't like it in, right. my eyes don't like to have it in necessarily, but... I know now at least I don't have to officially take it out. <laughs> and that's and that's where DeChambeau, I'm sure yeah. there, there are stats. Somebody's done the work where you keep the pin in and yeah. what percentage goes in. And I know it matters for uphill versus downhill putts too, whether you keep right. the pin in. And there's different types of pins. You know, there's thin pins, there's that's big, the thing that thick metal pins. I heard about DeChambeau too. He says he's going to make sure he knows what type of pin right. is at each course he plays. He said that might even decide change his decision, which is incredible to think. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only thing that might be peculiar is, you know, now when you watch the tour players guys will be putting it in taking it out putting it in take yeah. one guy i want it in one guy i want it out so you'll see a little bit of that i don't think the tour players will leave it in too too much more you know i i always think if the pin's there it's a it's going to knock my putt out more than it's going to help it go in um and i like to look at the hole you know and pick a spot at the hole that i'm aiming at i don't think you'll see a lot of that DeChambeau will be of course one of the outliers there um but you know the longer putts and things like that that may be a, that may be a big help to have them keep that in and the last thing that i think even just the casual golf fan will appreciate about these rule changes is that some of the accidental things that golfers do mm-hmm. won't necessarily be counted against them again. If you think about what Dustin Johnson happened at Oakmont, where 
Well, when he stood over the ball, did the ball, did it twinge, did it not? When you replace it with your coin, you accidentally maybe does the ball, do you accidentally touch the ball, you can put it back. Some of those things like that where maybe when you're playing just around with your friends, no one would say a thing about it anyway. But now on tour when that happens, you know you get these guys that are saying, oh my God, this is why golf rules are silly. Like you hear that sometimes. Some of those are going to go away, which I think will help for everybody. Touching the line of the putt, things like that. And, you know, when you accidentally move the ball while you're searching for it, all those rules, they, are, they do make sense and they are going to help the game. And they, and they have simplified it. When you look at the rule book, it, it's actually different. There's three different rules books now. There's a simple one and then there, it goes all the way up to the, they still have a decisions book. But it's going to yeah. be formatted differently. So um, it, it is very interesting. I do think it is a good thing for the game. It is good to see the USGA kind of shaking off some of their antiquated thoughts on golf and get with the times because uh, golf's definitely changing and, and they seem to be catching up now. Yeah. Well, hope everybody is getting excited for the season. We know we are. We're here at the Dome. We're getting our, our swings going. We're going to go over and putt right now. But thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll have more coming up. By the way, our Tea to Green show season normally starts in April. We're going to be starting a month earlier this year. So if you're a regular listener to the show, get excited. We're going to be going right away in March. So look forward to that. Of course, if you want some exciting insight on these tournaments here while you're watching it, I'll be tweeting out at Brian WGR. Mr. Metis, I'm getting you to tweet more here at Metis PGA on Twitter. We got to get you going here on social media. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, I got to start <laughs> tweeting out more. Yeah, I do put cool stuff out there. What I find, you know, yeah. instruction wise, yeah. I like to put those kind of things out. I will not comment on the bills and things like that, though. No, or politics. So yeah, That's right. if you want to follow me at Metis M I E T U S P G A, I'll put some cool stuff up about instruction. But you were telling me you do like Josh Allen. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, I'm not going to lie, yes. And Jack Eichel. i got to get those two jerseys, and I think I'm set for a while. That's right, that's yeah. right. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Happy New Year, everybody. Look for more of these TD Green podcasts. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colesio. Thanks for listening here on our TD Green podcast.